0: Clint and Barney land their plane at Da Lu, gateway to Tibet, they are met by Martin, who introduces himself as a government attache and who takes the party into the town, leaving some of his own men to guard their plane. After having their passports visaed and warning the authorities that the octopus and some of his band have flown into Tibet, the boys and Bob Gilmore, Dr. Kingsley, and Little Jean explore the town with Martin as a guide. Approaching the outskirts of Da Shen Lu... Clint wonders if they should take a last look at their plane preparatory to the takeoff at dawn. But, as they discuss the question, an avalanche roars down from the mountains above and everything is confusion.
1: Hey, Barney! Speed! Where are you? Here he is, I don't
0: know where Barney is. He's under
2: all that snow. I saw him go down. Oh, quick, help me dig him out.
0: Everybody pitch
2: in, use your hands, sticks, anything. But get Barney out before he suffocates. He's He's I thought they ever had landslides in Dutch and Lou. Oh, there's more to this than
3: appears, Bob. Hurry, now dig faster. Oh, poor Bob. Oh, you stay back, Gene. More snow may come down at any time. Look, there's Barney's foot. Well, grab hold. Everyone, pull him up. All right, let's the go. <coughs> Here he comes. Barney, are you all right?
2: Uh, 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 give him a chance to get his Peter. Come on, let's uh, carry yeah. him over there. Okay. Uh, yeah. Take his feet, Bob. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, boy.
0: Uh, Lucky he wasn't in direct line with that avalanche, or we never would have gotten to him in time. Well, just the edge of it caught him.
3: Yeah, just the edge. But that was enough to bury me in six feet of snow. They never have avalanches in Dasha and Lou, but let Barney Dunlap arrive in town, and the whole mountain slides down on his neck. Uh, well, I told you to run. Run where? How was I to know where the darn thing had landed? Uh, Hey, help me get some of this snow out of my neck, Speed. Okay, Barney. See, you were sure lucky. Lucky? Suffering doodles. If that's what you're luck, I'd hate to have a streak of bad luck.
1: But look at all those poor people whose houses were wrecked by that avalanche, Barney.
3: They would have been buried, too, if Clint hadn't given the
1: alarm. Hey, by the way, where's Martin? Hmm? Martin? Oh, he was right here when the avalanche
3: struck. Right beside me. He sure ain't there now. Do you think he might have been buried, too?
2: Why, no. He was way out of danger.
3: That's wonder where he could have gone.
1: Maybe he went to get help. Then why didn't he tell us what he was going to do? There's uh, something mighty
2: funny about the whole thing. Oh, you mean Martin's disappearance, Clint? Well, not exactly, but the way everything has happened, Dr. Kingsley. The way Martin brought men along to guard our plane while he drove us into town, for instance.
1: Clint, he's a government attache. Yes,
2: but how did he know we would want our plane guarded, Steve? He shouldn't have known we were on official business until I had introduced ourselves. I had made no contact with Dao Shen Lu by shortwave radio.
3: That's right. Do you think Lee Yang might have radioed ahead before he was hurt? Uh,
2: not to anyone here but our operator, Barney. And he would have no reason to reveal our coming until he had talked to me.
1: Then do you think Mr. Martin is a member of the octopus band, Clint?
2: Well, I won't think anything until I see him again, Jean. But one thing is certain. We'd better get to our
0: plane right away and see if the avalanche buried that, too. You mean, you think the octopus planned this avalanche to do away with us, Clint? That it wasn't an accident? Well, doesn't
2: it strike you as a little strange that an avalanche should descend just at the time we're on the outskirts of Dosh and and near our plane Bob? On the surface, it appears a good way to kill several
3: birds with one stone. Stone? An avalanche, you mean? Come on, let's get to that plane and ask them guys guarding it some questions. Mm.
4: Yes, master, you sent for me.
5: You and I are leaving the Black Pass. We will fly to Lhasa.
4: Lhasa, the holy city of that.
5: You are surprised? I thought you did not like this windy pass.
4: I do not, master. But Lhasa, it is so carefully guarded. It is so carefully guarded. Whoever enters or leaves is closely questioned. Is it not dangerous for you to seek entrance, master?
5: Oh, sometimes I think you have been with me too long. Master. You remember the days when first we started? Well, since then we have grown. I have grown in power until now I can accomplish anything I desire.
4: It is not that I doubt your power or abilities, Master. But sometimes even the sun is hidden by clouds. Can disaster sweep across your path as quickly as unexpectedly?
5: Disaster, as you call it, has made me the power that I am, Kuan Mu. Because I have learned to override disaster. A pity that uh, you have not learned the same.
4: I am merely your humble servant.
5: Then prepare to leave for Lhasa with me immediately. I have just had word from our man at the Dachan The first welcome that I had planned for the secret police, the avalanche, has failed. Failed? I know, it seems incredible. But Clint Barlow and all who travel with him seem protected by some mysterious luck that saves them from destruction. But such luck cannot last forever. Some day it will fail. And in that hour, Clint Barlow shall be at my mercy.
4: Some day, perhaps, in the future.
5: But, Master, what about the present? Do not fear, Wu. The avalanche failed to accomplish what I had hoped. But the secret police and their friends have not left Dutch and Lou yet. I am informed that they plan to take off at dawn. <laughs> then the octopus will strike again.
4: You still hope to stop the pursuit?
5: Yes, but I am taking no chances. Should they escape, we will be in Lhasa by the time they reach the Black Pass. And I think my aviators there will accomplish what my men at Dutch and Lou thus far have failed in. The destruction of the secret police. However, we shall first see if Clint Barlow and the others succeed in taking off at dawn. <laughs>
1: our plane all right looms up in the moonlight doesn't it yeah that's
0: right the avalanche missed it all right luckily lucky is right it might have taken us weeks to repair the plane if it had been disabled in any way
3: well don't count your chickens before they hatch bob if the octopus went to all the trouble of bringing an avalanche down on my neck he might erect the motors or the controls good heavens
2: do you think so uh, i doubt it doctor it was a miracle that we escaped from that avalanche the octopus never thought we would i'm sure of that and probably gave his men
3: no further orders other than to say that there'd been a terrible accident. Just wait till I get my mitts on that Martin guy. Him doing that disappearing act looks mighty suspicious to me. That's what always happens to the octopus gangsters. Just when you want them, they ain't. (laughs) And when you don't want them, there they are, huh, Barney? That's right, kid.
0: Hey, boys. Looks as if the men guarding our plane have disappeared, too. Huh? Okay, yeah, see for yourself. There's no sign of them.
1: Maybe the avalanche scared them away, Bob. Well,
0: guards aren't supposed to desert their post, Gene. Beside that, they could easily see that they weren't in line with it. Hey, you're right, Bob. Let's
2: get inside the plane and see if it's been damaged. Oh, Doctor, you'd better wait here with Gene until we see
3: if everything's okay. Very well, then.
1: We'll wait right
3: here for you. Well, the plane looks just about like we left it. Yeah, but I've learned that looks don't mean a thing. Uh, I'll climb in first and switch on the lights. All right, go ahead. Everything's clear. Come on. All right, let's go. All right. Go. That's <coughs> a boy. All right,
2: All right now, Barney, go up front and try out the motors. Then go over the controls carefully to see if anything's been touched. Okay, Clint. And, Bob, uh, you look at our supplies, will you? You bet, Clayton. What should I do? Well, Speed, you might take a look at our ammunition. I'll ask you if our fuel tanks have been tampered with. Oh, yes, and look at the drinking water, too,
1: Speed. Okay. Let's see now. Machine gun bullets. Yep, they're in order. And here are the tear gas bombs. Nobody's touched them. I don't think the plane's been hurt any because it was all locked up and the octopus never thought they'd be able to use it again. Well, I'm through here. Guess I'll go up and see how Barney's making out. Hey, Bob, how are the supplies?
0: Everything seems to be all right, Speed, but I'm making a thorough examination just to make sure. These supplies are darn important to us
3: on this flight. I'll say so. Bonnie! Ah! Oh! Hey, what do you mean sneaking up behind me like that and grabbing my shoulder? Trying to scare me to death? <laughs> no. I thought you heard me coming, Barney. How can I hear you when I'm listening to these motors? Sound all right, don't they? Smooth as silk, kid. Ain't nothing wrong with these babies. They'd carry us to Timbuktu if we were to take off right now. But as long as we ain't, I might as well save gas. Well, ammunition is okay,
1: too, and Bob's
3: checking on the supplies. Guess those octopus gangsters didn't hurt our plane any. Not yet, but I'd like to get away from here before the octopus gives him any new ideas. We're going to leave at dawn, Barney. Yeah, but a lot can happen between now and dawn, kid. Don't forget that the octopus loves to work in the dark. Listen, what's that? Sounds like drums. Let's go find Clint. Maybe he'll know what they mean. Yeah, but it better not be another parade.
1: Hi, fellas. What's up? Hear those drums, Bob? We're going to find out what they
3: mean.
0: Oh, I'll come along with you. The supplies are all in good shape.
1: Well, Clint's checking the gasoline and
3: stuff. He's outside now. What's stopping us then? Pile out. Okay. okay here we go. Now, here. Hey. Huh.
1: Oh, Steve, what are
3: those drums? That's
2: just what we want to know, Gene. Uh, here's Clint. Now, I think those are Tibetan prayer drums. I told you we'd hear them at Shin Lu. Tibetan prayer drums? They sound more like signal drums to me. They are weird.
1: Oh, dear. I wish we were leaving this place right now. I don't like it.
2: Well, Gene, I think you've hit on our next move. Huh? What do you mean, Clint? The octopus has failed in one attack on us.
3: Yeah, but it sure made an impression on me. But he may not be through with us. Just like I said, kid, remember? Now, uh, listen,
2: Echo, will you pipe down a minute and let me talk?
3: Sure, go ahead. I ain't stopping you.
2: Oh, Dr. Kingsley. You took nothing from the plane, did you? I mean, uh, you took no belongings? Why, no, Clint. Everything is here.
1: Yeah, don't you remember, Clint? We left everything in the plane except our identification papers because we only thought we'd be gone a few hours. And
0: there's no reason for us to return to town. Yeah, Huh? Won't well, Mr. Ming wonder over our sudden departure? The last he heard, we were sightseeing and weren't going to take off until dawn.
2: Well, by now, all of Da Lu probably knows about the avalanche, Bob. And Martin... Playing his part at the end will probably report to Ming that we escaped.
1: And he'll also report it to the octopus. Exactly.
2: And before the octopus gang has time to plan another trap, we're going to leave Dosh and Lu. Climb into the plane, everybody. We're not going to wait until dawn. We're taking off for the Black Pass immediately. <laughs>